This is episode number 592 with Danica Patrick. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Bruce Lee said it best when he said, the successful warrior is the average man with laser-like focus. Welcome to another edition of the School of Greatness podcast. We have the legendary Danica Patrick in the house, and I was blown away by this interview, her perspective, and her realness, and I think you're going to love it just as much as I did. A friend of mine recommended that I have Danica on. And uh, I'm very grateful that I did because I think this is going to inspire so many of you listening right now. For those that don't know who she is, Danica Patrick is the most successful woman in the history of American open wheel racing. Her win in the 2008 Indy Japan 300 is the only women's victory in an Indy car series race. And her third place in the 2009 Indianapolis 500 is the highest finish there ever by a woman. One of the most recognizable athletes in the world. She's graced the cover of many magazines and she's appeared in 14 Super Bowl commercials more than any other celebrity. And she's got a new book out that's pretty awesome, and it's called Pretty Intense. It's actually a really powerful book, and I recommend checking it out. And what we cover today are the difference between being skinny fat and being fit, also the positivity that comes from studying spirituality, and Danica goes into detail about how she's gone down this path herself and what she's gained from it. Also, how Danica developed a confident mindset on her own from a very young age. The power of writing down what you want and the, some of the rituals that Danica has in that process. Also, what Danica realized last year about racing that changed the game for her moving forward. And Danica's message to women who have big dreams and maybe a world that hasn't fully supported the women with those dreams. This is a powerful one. Make sure to take a screenshot of this, post it up on Instagram, at Lewis Howes, and make sure to tag Danica Patrick as well. Post it on Twitter or Facebook. I think your audience is going to love this, as I think you will as well. But before we dive in, big shout out from the fan of the week over on iTunes who posted their name, One Versus Many. And this person said, Lewis Howes' podcast is one of the best out there. Hands down, subscribe and put it on your weekly listen list. You will not be disappointed. You'll be blown away. A plus, plus, plus guests, plus amazing conversation, intelligent, insightful, practical, wise, grounded in truth, inspiration. Thank you, Lewis, for bringing the light. Uh, so one versus many. Thank you for, for sharing that review. We appreciate it. And every time you guys leave a review, it helps us get the message out there to more people. So if you haven't left a review yet, go to iTunes right now or just go on your podcast app that you're on and leave us a review for your chance to be shouted out as the fan of the week. But I am so pumped about this one, guys. We have a legend in the house, someone who has defied the odds for many, many years, who's broken barriers, and who is here to tell the story of how she did it. So without further ado, let me introduce to you the one, the only, Danica Patrick. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. 
It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness podcast. We have Danica Patrick in the house. Good to see you. <laughs> thank you. Thank nice you, to see you. Thank you so much for being here. I'm very excited about this and your new book. Um, pretty intense. You seem like you're pretty intense. Do I? Like, what's your first impression when you when you met? When I met you, pretty intense. Oh, yeah, good. focused. Good. Like, came in and, like, yeah. focused, ready to go. Good. Well, that's, yeah. I've been described similarly by many really? people. So yeah. that's good. I like that it's authentic. Very authentic, yes. Now, uh, Slight play on words. Exactly. But, you know. <laughs> Pretty intense, mm. yes. Uh, now, my friend introduced me to you. He made the connection to your, your publicist, okay. your team, yeah. Dan Shabell. And you guys did an interview, you may not remember. It uh, just happened, I think, recently. And he's interviewed over a 1,000 major influencers, mm. right? Billionaires, authors, you name it, celebrities. And he said, this is my top five, like, what? most interesting interview. I'm going to have to go back and like see which one it was now. Dan, so Shab- that I Dan can... Shabell. And he, huh. and he doesn't send me a lot of people to interview. But he was, like, he was like, you have to interview her. Lucky me. So I said, okay, I'll check it out. Um, I want to share some things we have in common from the, re- the research I did. Okay. Uh, both uh, professional athletes. Yeah. Uh, both lived in Illinois. Oh, yeah. Where I lived, did you in, live? I lived in a small village oh, in Illinois. Village. It was called Elsa. It was near Alton, Illinois, near St. Louis, Missouri. So okay, a little, more okay. South a little than further where south, but Illinois. Exactly. Both uh, do CrossFit. Yes. You're up big, high. You're, oh, there you I go. There you go. I did it's it for the basis for the workout program. Exactly, yes. At home CrossFit. Absolutely. Can't give somebody a bar and rack it up with, you right, know, right. 135 pounds of it. You know, hit, hit workouts. workouts, circuits, stuff like that. My girlfriend is a huge hit workout person and she always yeah. puts me through them. CrossFit now. style timing, train, exactly. uh, reps, stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. We were both, uh, we're the same age and born in the same oh, month. Oh, are we both March babies? Oh, March baby. You're actually a year older. I'm March 16, 1983. Ah, okay. You're 82, I'm right? 82, yeah. yeah. So you're a little... Yeah, my sister's March 84. Yeah, it's really? a good month. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Both have NASCAR connections. My... It's your... <laughs> I have a lot. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know anything about NASCAR, but my brother-in-law uh, works with uh, Joe Gibbs' team. Oh. Okay. He's yeah. an engineer. They're a great team. And yeah. so, anyways, yeah. but uh, he whenever, does good work then. He does good work. Yes. Um, What's his name? His name is Tim Bruce. 
okay. Yeah, he's an engineer with the team. Uh, we both went to Europe to pursue sports. That's right. You were 14 when you left? 16. When did I read 14? 16. Yeah. When Come on, let's here. be realistic here. 16. 16 is still very young <laughs> to go there. It is. Um, 16 and 19. I lived there for three years. Three years. How long were you there? I was only there for a few weeks. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I went about four years ago to Spain to play with a professional handball team. I don't know if you know Team Handball. No. It's an Olympic sport. It's kind of like water polo on a basketball court. Okay. Two teams, like, yeah. Anyways, um, we've both been on Ellen. Oh, yeah, Ellen. I just used my Ellen coffee cup the other day. I love that mug. It's I love best. mugs. It's, it's the, the only <laughs> thing I collect. I'm such a geek about it. Oh, really? Yeah, I collect well, coffee What's your favorite cups. mug? What's the quote uh, say? Well, Allison's got me some great ones that say, like, you know, I'm an effing unicorn. Can we swear on this podcast? Can you swear on podcasts? We'll believe it out, but yeah. No, like, well, I didn't have to swear. I didn't have to I'm an effing unicorn? It. I'm an effing unicorn. Um, or I do what I want with a unicorn. Or I have one that is, uh, oh, since I'm from the north, my sister got me a cup that says, oofta, you betcha, because of my mom's <laughs> side of the family's from, like, northern Minnesota, of Canada. Yeah. Um, what else do I have that I really love? Um, yeah, I have a lot of coffee cups that I love. That's great. I love them too. Yeah. And we both like eating paleo. I love it. It makes me feel feel good. Feel very good, right? Yeah. I run this. I sort of walk like all the food in the book because I wrote and photographed 50 recipes in here and it's all paleo. Um, but I don't know. I'm dealing with this whole like, do I go more vegan route or not? Mm. Have you, have you tried tested vegan? I have never gone all the way. Yeah. I've only just like migrated that way with like less meat, more fish, mm. smaller portions. Mm. I haven't really gone into, I haven't, but it's really hard to be vegan paleo. That's really hard. <laughs> Christine's <laughs> Because vegan. if you don't do grains yeah. or beans and it cuts down on a heck of a lot so of your you food. What do you eat? You just eat vegetables and fruit. That's it. I mean, that's really probably, probably good for you, but I'm probably lacking something. So I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I don't, I, what, have you I've tried it? I've never tested it. I can't, I don't have that willpower. Have no. you tried it? You've tried? She's full vegan. Full but, vegan. But yeah. you, so you eat grain. I mean, yeah, is yeah. full vegan gluten-free too? No. No, it's not. You can still be extremely unhealthy vegan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you no doubt. eat all the sugar oh, and gluten yeah. and you know, yeah. all stuff. So. Yeah. But it's pretty amazing, the, the photo. I went through the book and got the photo of your transformation from, I think, 2003. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, when and, I was uh, an FHM. Yes. Um, with uh, me standing in front of the muscle car. Exactly. It's um, a, a pretty amazing Well, that was me. You know, that was me doing like 45 minutes on the elliptical at 3 a.m. no matter what flight my what time my flight was or what I had to do that day and um, no weight and just like all cardio and, and eating extremely restrictive, like very little. Yeah. And, you know, I probably weighed 95 like skinny, pounds, but it's skinny, like skinny fat, fat. skinny yeah. fat. There's no muscly muscle. And like you look at the, look at that picture and without, um, you don't really know my size based on it. The only way you can really create like a look of leanness is to have angles and muscle tone. And the only way you're going to get that is you're going to have to work out actually. You're going to have to lift weights and you're going to have to eat more and, you know, all those things, so, you yeah, know. So, um when did yeah. you start tra- lifting heavier? Um, it was it was an IndyCar. It was like the end of my IndyCar days. Um, I started. I had a trainer that would just literally just send me a PDF of a workout of a month of training, and um, that's when I started going to like three to five sets of mm. five reps and less. Yeah. Uh, and I finally and I noticed there was no downside to it. I just was getting more muscle tone, and I was like. 
wow, this is kind of good, actually. Yeah. The problem with lifting weights is, and, and, and working out in general, I feel like with most people, is that they start and there's something good that happens at first because you're kind of like getting the blood pumping, you're sweating, you're probably eating better. and But you are putting on muscle at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so there tends to be a yo-yo period, in my experience, where you know, you're gaining some muscle, but you haven't burned the fat off yet. And you're sore, which if you're sore, you're swollen. It's just a fact. It just, mm-hmm. you are swollen. So, um, so there's a, that yo-yo period of people. They're like, oh my God, it's not working for me. It's like, no, stick it out. Yeah. Do you think, you, you know, I mean, sprinters, weightlifters, you know, all these people, they, they, do they, they're, they're not fat. Right. You know? so, right. So stick with it. You got to stick with it. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm curious what... Um, do we have any other things in common? Probably. We'll we've probably got figure we've got more out. We actually, we actually, you follow one of my Instagram pages. Okay. Yeah, I've seen you in some. I'm gonna be really like an idiot right now, and I'll be like, I walked in. I'm like, oh my god, this all makes so 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 much sense now. I'm like, I recognize you. I'm just terrible with names, so I'm like, oh, I like yes. I'm so glad I'm here. I mean, I'm glad I'm here anyway. I think we have a lot of mutual things in common. Yeah. People that we follow, you know. Yeah. Things that we're interested in. Yeah. I think we have a similar mindset. Yeah. Food, fitness, mind, body. I mean, it's all really important. And you've gotten more into like spirituality. Yeah, I have. Yeah, for sure. That's been more of a recent thing, I guess. In the in the last few years, for yeah, you, right? for sure. In the last few years, no, it didn't. It was more about. Um, I've always had that part of me. Like I remember when I was younger, I like called a psychic when I was eighteen and living in England for my birthday, and you know, I got the Lin- Linda Goodman Sun Science book about you know love compatibility, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, things like that. And so I've always kind of been interested in that, and mm-hmm. um, but it it really hasn't hasn't been until the last few years that I've gotten more interested mm-hmm. in it and. You know. You've got a quote from Louise Hay in your book, too. Yeah, I love Louise so, Hay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I want to believe that it's it, the, the Heal Yourself book, the tiny little pamphlet of Heal Yourself where, like, everything that's wrong with you is, like, a direct... It's basically from your... Mm-hmm. You, you create it in your mind, and... Um, there's also another person that I've watched some videos from. Dolores Cannon is her name. She's okay. uh, she's she's dead now, but she's a hypnotherapist and goes into the subconscious. And she talks about how you know you literally make yourself sick. And she's mm-hmm. like, people don't want to hear that because they want to think there's a fix and they just take something. But and just as you can make yourself sick, you can also make yourself better. So I'm not gonna lie. If I feel anything coming on, I'm literally like mantra city and positive thinking. Like I am well. Like I pull the Wayne Dyer. I am well. I am healthy. I feel good. I am of perfect health. Like, <laughs> when did you so, start doing that? Uh, only in the last probably six months. But I'm, I'm really? not going to lie; it's worked every time. You know what's so. interesting? It's funny you say that. <laughs> I was raised in a religion called Christian Science. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, actually, no. Ellen was raised in the same religion. Okay. It's not Scientology, so I have to make that preference. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not Christian. And it's not Christian. It's Christian it's religion. Christian. Yeah. Okay. It's Christianity, Bible, but like it's that. but it was actually founded by a woman. Huh. And. The entire basis of the religion is that you can heal yourself with your mind, if you believe. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, one of the the challenges of the religion. I'm no longer in it, <clears throat> but I was raised in it, and I didn't have vaccinations. I never had medicine. You didn't. Never had okay. medicine growing up because okay. they taught us to heal ourselves with our mind and belief. So when you're saying like for six months you've been doing this thing a mantra, I pretty much grew up doing that. Wow. With this belief in spirituality. Wow. You know, it kind of had a bad rep, though, sometimes because some people would get serious injuries or they would die because they wouldn't go to the hospital. This reminds me. Someone in my neighborhood growing up was um, uh, of a religion that didn't believe in holidays or mm. medicines at all. I can't remember what the religion was, yeah. but it was, but it seemed very, very crazy to me young. 
It is a little crazy. It is a little crazy. But when you come back to it full circle and you say, well, I actually do believe that I can heal myself or prevent getting sick. Yeah. You're witnessing it, right? Yeah, I am. It's worked every time so far. There you go. It's probably been about three different times. The power of the mind. Where you can feel your, like, feel lymph nodes coming on, your throat. You can kind of feel it coming into your head, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I, I, this is exactly how you feel before you get sick. Right. But instead of thinking, I'm getting sick, I'm getting sick, which then you you're, are, you're right? You're calling it into your body. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're literally manifesting it. Then I would just say, like, I'm well, I'm fine, I'm perfect health, I, yeah, I am, I'm doing well. Yeah, and there's so much research and science that's backing the connection of pain in the mind. So when you say that, it reminds me of, um, I was, uh, I went to church with my sister. I mean, I'm like, I don't necessarily, I'm not of any religion. I kind of like them all and don't like them all. I don't believe anything of, I don't believe all of any one of them. Yeah. Um, so. But you take uh, the best from all of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They all have good points. And yeah. I could go to any religious ceremony and be like, oh, I might learn something today or I might dismiss it all. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we came out of church and there was a guy that was standing there as my sister was waiting for two little girls to come out and um, from the day daycare that they provide and he is an anesthesiologist and he was mm, I was like I think it's crazy how I was this is me telling him I'm like <laughs> how do you put you put people you like you sedate them and they don't you don't have to numb anything and he's like nope and he's like and we don't understand why we like he said like there's don't really understand why. Why they don't feel the pain? Or? Why they don't feel the pain? Why? How can you just make someone go to sleep and then just like cut them wide open and like how do they open up their chest mm-hmm. and, and open heart surgery? But how do you do that, right? But but it's like they don't understand it. So then it leads to think leads to the fact that you are literally manifesting the pain with your mind because say you have surgery and you wake up and you're like, I had my chest up. Oh, my chest must hurt so bad. Like you must be imagining some of it to truth. Mm-hmm. You must be some some level. Absolutely. I don't know because it just doesn't make sense how you don't have to numb it because it must be so painful that you'd like have <laughs> you'd to wake, wake up, up some... of some level yeah yeah so i think crazy. there's more underneath uh what we can prove with medicine right now and all mm. these other things there's something else you know yeah i think that's where the culture like i feel like the world is starting to wake up to that kind of stuff the stuff that's unseeable the metaphysical world the why did you start to get into this six months ago and start Not to? So, yeah, over the years, over the last few years, you know, it really stemmed from a trip to Sedona with my girlfriends. Yeah, mm, <laughs> I mean, it's always been sitting there. It's been like resting there, like right underneath the surface. And we went and we did a whole vortex tour. We went to crystals. a labyrinth. We got crystals. We got psychic readings. And what opened up for you during that? Uh, it was just kind of like a level of curiosity. There was so much of it that it was like there must be like wow, I can keep going here. And then you do things like start following people like you or Jason or. Or, you know, any of the other people that um, are into the mind, body, metaphysical, spiritual connection stuff. And there's just so much more. And then you can get into everything from, you know, um, aliens to conspiracy theories. And there's just like the, 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 you run down any rabbit hole you want and there's plenty of content. And it's very thought provoking. So I've always described myself as even like um, growing up, I'm, I'm like, I've always described myself as a, a 
skeptical religious person. Like I'm a question, I question it all. Like I just, I'm like, why and how? And I was telling a story last night even about how, you know, Lent comes around and everybody gives up meat on Friday. And I was like, why? So I, why? So I looked it up and it had to do with that meat was a luxury. Like lobster was the, lobster was the peasant's food. And I'm like, well, I didn't like that now. So I'm like, I'm going to give up lobster (laughs) then, I guess, right? If that's what the point is. Um, But then I went on to say that I think a lot of times people give things up as a means of, uh, means to an end to a diet program more than an actual spiritual program. That's true. So anyway. Yeah, trying to lose weight or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. you're like, I'll give up chocolate. <laughs> exactly. Then I'll eat something else and something yeah. I'll miss it. Yeah. yeah. What do you think is the biggest takeaway you found, I guess, since you started going down that rabbit hole six months ago of Sedona? Positivity. Trip? Just overwhelming more positivity. Just... Um, Understanding the power of the mind, and uh, maybe you know about more about this. I've been meaning to look it up before I started doing some of these mm-hmm. interviews I've been doing because I knew I might go down these holes. But um, I, I read something or heard something probably on some YouTube rant that I was going on down the rabbit hole of um, the subconscious mind not being able to tell the difference between a truth and a lie. Do you know anything about mm, that? Tell me more. That's what I know. It's like if the subconscious mind can't, they can't, it can't tell the difference between a truth and a lie. That would, uh, that would lead you down the path of thinking that I am sick. I'm getting sick. So it is, right? Because if it can't tell the difference right. between a truth and a lie, it also is like I am well. I am healthy. I'm confident. Oh, I, I need to look yeah. more into that because you yeah. can't talk to you can't talk in big arenas like this with people listening <laughs> and not know your stuff. But wow. anyway, it's thought provoking stuff. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Wow. Did you always have someone training your mindset from an early age when you were competing in Europe? and No. No. How did you start to condition your mind against the intense pressure 
of competing and then being on a bigger stage and then you know just being a female in the sport that you were in dominated by men how did you train your mind I guess well, you became pretty I, intense at an early yeah, age. Yeah, I, um, I had to, I believe I just had to create coping mechanisms in an, under, in an understanding, rationalizing what information is coming from what kind of people and how that really affects me and what's true and what's not and what, what's true to me. So I think that the real root of it all is knowing who you are and what you stand for and also putting in the right amount of effort so that nobody, nothing anyone says could um, really hurt you because you know you know you've done everything you can. I think that probably on a real surface level, like if you don't try hard enough at something, people could knock you down for it. And if you really don't, then it hurts because you're like, shoot, you're right. You know, yeah. the sub, you know, you're you're like in your mind, you're like, yeah, they're right, and you feel bad, right? You feel yeah. guilty for yourself and for others. But if you do everything that you possibly can, then you know that um, then nothing anyone says can really hurt you because you've done everything you can. What are you gonna do? Hate yourself? For being your best, right. whatever that is. Right. So, wow. I think I just learned how to deal with the things that people say by putting in the right amount of effort and knowing who I was and knowing what I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, I think that knowing yourself on a much other deeper level is something that's come much later in the recent few years. But for you, yeah. yeah. But um, as far as you know, the effort level put into a certain thing that people want to judge really quickly, like your performance or the way you act, things like that. I mean, it's mm. easy to get brought down if you're not doing your best, if you're not putting in the right amount of effort, because you, you, you really do feel guilty. <laughs> How did you arm yourself against those critiques throughout your entire career? And still, mm -hmm. um, you know, when everyone maybe was trying to pull you down mm -hmm. or say something that you're not good enough, or you're this, or you shouldn't be doing this, or you should get out of our like all boys club, or whatever it is they would say. How did you arm yourself with that? Well, I just knew I was capable, so you know, you base it on. And there were times where I totally doubted myself. I, I would imagine everybody faces that at some point in time, and so there were points in time where I would doubt myself. But then I would look in the, I'd pull back and look at the bigger picture and be like, No, no, no I'm here because I did this, mm. and this, and this, and I've been around for 20 years, and right. I'm not here by 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 accident or just out of one good charity case to keep me around. Um, I'm here because of all the things that I've done. Mm. So you have to kind of sometimes pull yeah. back a little bit to yeah. get a little perspective, because it's easy to get knocked down confidence-wise on things that you're doing. Yeah. Um, but then the people, the things that people say, I mean, most of the time they're from strangers. You probably face this too, of course, on social mm, media. Like, all the time. you don't know them, so it's easy to blow them off. But that's a luxurious standpoint that I'm in because I don't know these people that are talking to me. And you know, what I like to bring up is how hard it must be for kids and people that are working in smaller circles with, you know, 50 followers, and they all know them. And so if they right. say something mean, it's perfect. I think it might be true. Yeah. They really know them. Yeah. Over the last 20 years, what would you say has been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome or that you've faced? Getting people to believe in me has always been the hardest, I think. And, and I believe that everyone struggles with it. You were in sports. Like getting people to really believe in you and do everything it takes to be great, um, whether it comes from an ownership or a team standpoint or a or teammate standpoint. Yeah. That I think is always hard, but I think it's a little harder for me. Mm. Do you feel like every year you were fighting that? Yeah. Getting people to believe in you, even yeah. still today? Yeah. Even after yeah. the staying power you've had, the results you've had? The... Yeah, yeah, sure. Really, still? Yeah. Huh. How do you get people to believe in you? Communication, um, relationships, developing them. Um, I think it takes more effort on my part just to earn that trust and earn that belief. 
But again, I don't think there are some people that you're never going to convince because it's just a cultural cultural divide that's not, you know, we're just there's just separation and segregation within things still, and it's just not we're not all one big happy family, and yeah. girls aren't in racing, and they tend to not do well. So, right. you know, society and culture would say that it's not really a proven thing. So, you know, it's easier to just and also. You know, being a, a, a woman in a man's world, I think that, you know, there's just generally that whole, like, lack of feminine, right? Mm. To have sympathy and understanding and compassion sure. Sure. And, and respect because you're like, I'm macho and I have all this testosterone and no girl's going to beat me doing anything. And what do you have to say to that? Do you agree with that? That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, what do I have to say about that? Or? Yeah. Like, do you, would you agree that that probably is, that would have probably affect me? Absolutely. Yeah, it would affect you. I mean, I think it'd be challenging if you're, I mean, I think it'd be challenging for men in that sport to lose to you, mm -hmm. who are definitely don't have that like emotional mm -hmm. ability to communicate or express mm -hmm. themselves in a healthier way. I could see like their egos just flaring up and then wanting to attack you to take you down so they wouldn't look silly to their friends. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I lost to a girl mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And have to, and that's probably why you got a lot of those attacks because yeah. these guys were like, you shouldn't even be in this sport. Right. I can right. imagine. Right. Again, I don't know anything about the sport right. really, but no, that's what I can imagine. Mm -hmm. If I'm playing basketball against a girl or something. What are they going to say about me? Oh, I'll just take her out, you know? Yeah, exactly. Being, like, generalizing a scenario. But. Do you feel like people would attack you on the, in the races and, and sure. potentially try to get you out? Sure, and really? then also just make it really difficult. I think that's what I faced most was just people that you know, made it really difficult for me to get by. You know, just like put up a huge fight and, you know, fought tooth and nail when there really wasn't any point on lap, you know, 152 of 367. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. really, what are we doing here? We're All we're doing is slowing each other down, so, mm. yeah. I'm ego, sure. huh? Totally. The ego is a, the ego is powerful for motivation. It's a, it, you can use the ego. The difference is, is you know, letting the ego rule you will lead mm. you down short-term paths. And yes. it will also lead you to regret because it wants instant gratification. You know, it wants mm. it right now. And soul truth and soul missions and soul messages are something so much more subtle and patient and kind, and they get overshadowed by mm. ego. Do you feel like you had a battle with your ego throughout the last 20 years at all? Or was there oh, another... That's a great question. I don't think I've really been asked that before. Um, You're on the school of greatness. Yeah. This is what this yeah. place is for. Um, do I think that I've been ruled by... Um, yeah, of course the ego comes in. I mean, whether it be what I'm doing, how I'm doing, mm -hmm. um, what I think of myself from a performance standpoint or a look standpoint. Yeah, I mean, the ego comes in mm. for sure. How do you overcome that? Um, when it starts to flare up and get nasty? Well, I'm, I would say that's one of the most, I have said that recently, that one of the most beneficial things that I've learned is to identify when I'm being led by ego versus soul. That's been really helpful. Um, and how do you identify And you almost that? laugh at the ego. Like the ego comes up and you're like, you jerk. <laughs> how do you identify I don't know why that? I gave it a guy jerk. Quality, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else what else. It's a masculine uh, quality, yeah. I guess. It is. Well, it is. The ego is, is um, right? I mean, right? Yeah. You know way more about this stuff than I do. Yeah. yeah. But it's also motivating, so it's the driving force and things. Right. But, right. you know, you can do it with soul after you've Absolutely. sort of created a goal. How do you bring attention to your ego? Do you meditate every day or you just yeah. recognize it when you've been frustrated yeah. or angry about something or yeah. resentful and you're like, oh, yeah. okay, I need to let it go? I would say that the journey was through um, a lot of sort of walking meditations is kind of how it started. Um, this guided meditations or just no, walking? No, no walking quiet. and nature, nothing like 
I was on a property that was completely empty and um, a huge property and there's trails and I knew I'd never see anyone and I would play music and I would just stick it in my pocket and I, I don't know, music really helps me too. Like, mm. like East Forest, have you heard of East Forest or Trevor Hall or um, I'm sure Malco? I heard or, and they're I just heard really positive, kind of like, I yeah. mean, they're not reggae, but you know, they kind of like are same message. positive yeah. messaging vibes and some of them are just instrumental. Uh, and so they would really kind of help me get to a good place and I just don't think it's possible to get out in nature and not feel happy, grateful, small, but part of a big thing. Like it's just a, a really, really productive space. If yeah. you can, if you don't have the discipline to sit and meditate or pray or whatever it is that is your more connected, deeper than, and it doesn't mean you can't get deep in nature. I'm just saying like that's more purposeful. Like, and you just want to do something active. Maybe you're a little like a little like me. Like I want to, like I want to move. So this feels good. It's nature walks hiking trails, all that is such a great way to just really go within. Do you, do you agree with that? I 100%. I think nature is the doorway to the heart. Yeah. And I can be, when you, when I was watching a thing on grounding, actually, on Facebook the other day. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this documentary. Earthing, right basically. Exactly, earthing. Yes. And I was like, man, how many weeks, days, years do I go by without actually having my feet bare feet on, on the, the ground? ground? Mm -hmm. Or just like, how many days do I go by being in LA not like taking a hike or being just in trees and Putting nature? Putting your feet in the sand, like you're right here. Exactly, or yeah. even just walking in the forest, yeah. even in shoes, yeah. how often am I not doing that? Uh -huh. like I can go yeah. weeks and just being on concrete yeah. and being disconnected to the earth. Yeah. So I believe nature, and I've done, over the last two years, I've done a week in Hawaii where I didn't take my phone with me. And it was one of the most incredible experiences. It was the first time in 15 years I didn't have my phone on me for one day. 15 years. I, it's so liberating. It was, it was terrifying to go right. on a plane right. without my phone. <laughs> what am I gonna do? And I got How am I gonna get there? <laughs> I remember oh getting to the airport. Where's my map? <laughs> exactly, I got to the airport and I rented a car beforehand but I forgot which rental thing it was. <laughs> So I'm asking all the different ones the reservation. Oh my God. Then I get in the car, I have to stop like a gas station to get directions to where I'm going, like old school. Wow. But it was so magical, just not having yeah. to check my phone and just laying in the ocean. I've actually entertained the idea of going somewhere totally away from everything for like a month. I mean, that I have amazing. that kind of you time can. now, you can. but I never used to and I'm like, man. That would be amazing. I could do it. Another thing I did. Disconnect completely. It would be a game changer. Another thing I did is I went to India for mm. two and a half weeks. Okay, I don't know if I'm brave enough. Is it worth it going? Is it? I went to a meditation you? retreat. Okay. So it's, you know, it was protected. Hanging out in the ashram and, you know. It wasn't that it. intense. It, was, uh, it wasn't like a silent retreat either. Okay. So there was people, <laughs> they were teaching meditation. You were like practicing stuff. Mm. But it was being dis so disconnected from electronics where I was just connecting to my soul and my yeah. heart. And the Spirit mind. and, and the it was inner voice. unbelievable how much peace I felt yeah. in my heart. Kind of makes you wonder afterwards. why we're doing all this, doesn't it? They like get those moments where I'm like, what's the point? Why am I running around? Why am yeah. I running everything you're doing? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, there are some people like yourself that are incredibly good and can and and can connect with people and get these messages out. And if you don't, who's going to do it? And mm -hmm. so I feel that level of responsibility myself yeah. too. And that's kind of like the first five chapters of the book are on the mind, and it's like literally just scratching the surface on simple things like get out in nature. Um, you know, your thoughts are really important. Make yeah. sure they're good. You know, they're it's scratching the surface. But what I've heard from everyone is that that's that's their favorite part of the book. I like the idea of the mind river. Yeah. It's called the mind yep, river, right? Yeah. yeah, I really like that. Yeah. And you neuroplasticity know, is the bigger word, but yeah, exactly. 
Simplify it, yeah. Let's make it I, I mean, but you have very simple, practical things yeah. that people can do in exercises, yeah. which is what we all need. Yeah, and so. then there's also parts in there, too, at the end of each of those chapters that is thought-provoking for you to, because I'm a firm believer in writing down what you want. So every month I, I get into my little notes app and I write down, like, just, like, every month I'm like, what, what I... Anything, right? What I'm grateful for, what I want, how I want it to look. Sometimes it's general. Sometimes it's specific. It, but if I don't write it down, then how is it ever going to happen? And so, you know, I'm a believer in writing things down yeah. and really, like, manifesting on more levels than just, like, a passing thought through my mind or, like, I hope so, you know? You talked about it in there where you got to really write it down, schedule it, yeah. and plan to make it happen. And some people just never ask themselves the question. So they're like, the biggest question, the simplest question is what would you do if you could do anything in the world? Like what would your what would your job be if you could make anything in the world? And most people don't have an answer, especially yeah. adults. What would you do now? What would I do now? If you could do anything in the world? Um, I would. Um, I'm living some of them. Um, yeah. So I would. I mean, this clothing line is wonderful. I'd love to create with my warrior clothing line. I'd love there to be some more of a charity element to it. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd love to develop that. And I mean, like I have this lofty thought of like some kind of a camp or something like mm -hmm. once or either once a year or quarterly. I don't know what kind of thing it'd be, but I have so many other interests. So I love cooking. So I'd love to have a cooking show. I read that about um, you, yeah. I, um, I mean, I love wine, which follows along with all that. Um, I love traveling, so I mean. You're living it all. Yeah, I'm You're living it all. It. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I answered the question: What would I could do if I could do anything? And you did that 20 years ago. Yeah. And you pursued it. Yeah, but people don't ask themselves that question because they get put on this wheel of like, I go to school, I do what I'm told, I go to the bathroom when I can, I, you know, eat whatever's provided for lunch, I, you know, gotta go to college now, and then what do I want to do? I'm not really sure because I haven't really thought about it because I've been too busy at parties and stimulated by you know social media and distracted from the real thing, which is what I really want and. Instead of what I'm told to want, or what's cool, or what's mm. in, or what pays well, you know, you know, do what you really love to do. But it's not that easy. It's not that easy to figure yourself out, and you know, and there's too much stimulus out yeah. there to distract you. So much distraction. You. So yeah. much distraction, and so, um, and it's addictive. Like I would describe myself as addicted to my phone to some degree. I don't want it, but I, I want it. You know what I mean? Like I recognize that I'm somewhat addicted to looking at social media and, you know. Scrolling through things, but you know, I still don't want to put it down. You know, yeah, so I, that's why I need like a forced scenario where I'm in another country where my phone doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Where you don't take. But it then with the you. problem happens now, where they never used to have Wi-Fi, so you could get away for the whole time. But now there's Wi-Fi everywhere, so Plays I'll play my music through the Wi-Fi or something like that. So I'm like, oh, now my messages come in. <laughs> and What's the uh, the question that you've never been able to answer for yourself? Tough questions. Um, or is there something that's been on your mind, whether it be spirituality or about the body or about relationships or about health or anything in general? It's just the question you haven't been able to answer, but you're constantly seeking. What is God? Not who, but what? Do you have an idea yet? Um, I mean, my that's kind of what provoked a lot of the development is that I kind of thought of that and instead of a who, which everybody wants to ask, answer who, and I'm like, no, you're not answering the question what. I believe of it's a, the highest level of vibration. It's the it's a there's nothing negative can resonate in at this vibrational level. It is pure love, positivity. It is um, a oneness presence that is eternal. It's um, God consciousness, hmm. Christ consciousness. It's source. It's not really. It's it's omnipresent. 
it's not a dude on a throne in the clouds. It's it's so much more than that. It's everywhere all the time. That's why God lives within you and everyone else because we're all connected. Mm. I don't know. How did I do? <laughs> I like the answer. I'm sweating. These are hard questions Good when answer. I'm like sitting here with somebody like you. What's, I don't know. What I like do that answer. I think it's a powerful, I think that's, in my opinion, I would say that's very accurate on my belief too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My challenge is, the reason I started this podcast five years ago was because I had so many questions. Mm. And I realized that I didn't have any of the answers. (laughs) And I wanted to bring on people like yourself who had experiences that could shed light on their personal experiences. And I've had so many different spiritual pastors and leaders and people. I'm looking at you with Tony Robbins right there. I'm like, you got them all. (laughs) Uh, And every time I bring on a different spiritual leader, I feel like I get almost a different answer as Mm. well. And so, in some ways, I feel like. Love is my religion. That that would be a good way to sort of like encompass it all. That's how I respond. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know if you know who Rob Bell is, but he's... No. He, do you know Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Just kidding. He's close with Aaron. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I met Aaron, actually, uh, at one of Rob Bell's uh, speeches. He's a spiritual... Okay. Uh, you should ask Oh, you should ask okay. Aaron. Maybe They're he like, has brought him up It's kind of like his confidant that he like, talks to. Has he spoken at his team or something? Like Probably, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. No, I know who you're talking He's about. about a mile away. He's been on the okay. show a few yeah. times. Okay. And he's got great wisdom on... Okay, yeah. All of this, so you should yeah, tell Aaron. This just say, came hey. up, so I didn't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Now. Yeah, you should call, you should ask Aaron about uh, Rob Bell. Okay. Um, but anyways, I'm constantly in question. I'm constantly questioning, yeah. and sometimes I feel more confident because I think I have some answers, and other times I'm like, yeah, nothing is true. Yeah. Because there's everyone's got a different opinion or a different belief. And that's a challenge. And people are persuasive, right? I mean, like, you know, you, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. And then you go another route and you're like, God, that makes sense too, you know? And so it's a, this eternal, like, I get, I have words of the year, so my word of the year is open. So This year is open. Yeah. It was truth last year, so that was a big one. Ooh, was that the first time you had truth? Yeah. Did I've you... only done word of the year for about five years, so. What did you feel you revealed about yourself last year that you hadn't revealed before, either to yourself or to others? that racing really wasn't my passion. What? Really? Mm-hmm. I know, that's, I don't really, really I've never said that out loud, but here Holy we are in school, cow. so. Yeah, I mean, I love it, I'm good at it, but I mean, even my dad said, he's like, I know, he's like, you're, you're good at it and you needed a job. I'm like, all right. So, so last year you finally yeah. like revealed that to yourself. Yeah, 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 said it out loud. Right. You Actually, did I said it a couple of years early to one person and then a few things unraveled and you know. Wow. Yeah. I love it. It's not, it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just not what I do for fun. And if I don't do it for fun, is it really my passion? Mm-hmm. Is it? It's a job. It's the job. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. I've done you it for still enjoyed this it. It's going to be year number 27. So but clearly I haven't hated it. Right. That's there also are some days I do, too. but that's a job. So, yeah. you know. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was, again, I don't want to put it down. It's given of course, me of course. everything that I have. It's the only reason why I have a book. It's why I have a clothing line. It's why I... Wine company. Yeah, I mean, there's the only reason why any of it's happened. But it also doesn't mean that it's, I haven't enjoyed it and it's not facilitated other things in my life to happen and it wasn't meant to happen. Mm-hmm. I believe it was. Right, right. And, um, you know, maybe it's a platform to write the mind part of the book. For Maybe that's going to help people even more. I, I don't know. Yeah. And. So, um, but yeah, kind of facing that truth and, you know, as things were developing or not developing on the racing front with sponsors or teams or anything, I, I just 
really pulled back and just like let agents and people do the work and I didn't push and I didn't quit I like I just kind of let it happen and 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 I and I or let it didn't ha- let it not happen mm. you know whatever I don't know if it's like I, I let it happen the way it did or I just let it not happen but mm. I just kind of wanted things to happen organically and fluidly and if something came through I was like it's meant to be it's meant for me if it doesn't then that's also meant for me so right. um, yeah but I have so many other I mean, if anyone knows me, they know I'm not a car girl. I don't, I don't barely know how many cylinders I have in my car, and I'm not a car girl, and I, and I don't go to races for fun. I like to go to, you know, like, you know, crystal shops, and I like to go <laughs> yeah. to yoga retreats. Okay, I haven't done a yoga retreat, but I want to. But, you know, I love to go to the places like that and very, like, spiritually connected places, and um, that's what's fun to me. So, and I love cooking, and I love wine, I love food, mm. I love all that stuff, and so that's what I do for fun. I work out. I enjoy working out. Yeah. You probably do too, but some people hate it. Yeah. So it's that's me. Wow. That's what I do for fun. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I'm, I'm getting to address those. And I'm very, very fortunate that I was given a platform that's letting me do it in a big way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Truth. <laughs> How wonder did, what open will bring me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what a... <laughs> Tell me about your mindset, how you would condition yourself before either practice or big competitions. What's the process of either the night before, day of, how would you condition your mind? Or did you have no ritual? No. You just show up and yeah. said, I'm going to do my best and yeah. let's go. I mean, you don't want to be like hungover, you know? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's, I guess, preparing your body. But, um, but you didn't have some type of ritual where you were visualizing? I'm No, the only thing that I would use uh, some visualization technique was for qualifying. I would visualize the lap, but... Um, that's about it. Mm. And there's too many scenarios that happen on track that are out of your control and that are unique every time, and you can't plan for it. You, you know, that's why race car drivers can do it for so long is mm. because, you know, you're not limited by strength or you know your body or really you can keep going with it, and you also learn more every year. So essentially, you're not really a worse driver from one year to the next. You're better, mm. and it's just really a matter of your equipment and then your motivation. Wow. So it's almost like you need to clear the mind and just say, I'm open to whatever happens because yeah. at any moment someone yeah. could nudge you or you yeah. could fall back or in front or... I think that, um, and, and this probably happens for a lot of athletes, but I think that we enter a different state of consciousness when we're performing and there are just things you just don't think of anything. Right. You, you know? can't. You can't. And then there's the like little, like I think you enter a different state of consciousness and then I think athletes have the ability to go to like another level for a little bit of time, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. 
because how long is a race typically? I mean, the, the longer race can three be to hours, right? Three to four hours is pretty normal. It seems like a long time <laughs> sitting in a car. Yeah, but I didn't start out doing three to four hour races. Right. You know, I started off with, um, you know, 10 minute, mm -hmm. 10 minutes on go in a go-kart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you go three to four hours is a long time. Yeah, yeah, five it's hours endurance. is the longest I think I've been in the car. That's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is, I'm bored by then. No. <laughs> You probably are though, right? Sometimes. Just laugh after laugh. You're like, I mean, you're holy like, crap, I'm not even halfway. I'm just trying to draft. Usually, the very like first quarter of the race is like, God, I'm not even halfway. Really? And then you know maybe even halfway comes, but then the last half tends to go pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of get in a rhythm and. Wow, what's the greatest moment for you in the last twenty years in terms of racing? Mm, um, hmm. Uh, Whether it be on uh, in the race or after the race, but something around racing in general. Mm, um, I mean, there have been various races that I don't think that one really stands out as being the one. But there's been a handful of races where it's just like the car was handling well, I was passing in ca cars and having a great race. I didn't win the races, but mm. you know they were they were really good races for me where you just feel like felt a flow. Yeah, yeah, you just were really in flow for sure, and um, yeah, in charge. In control. Mm. You're such a massive inspiration for women in sports, right? Or just in the world to be able to go and pursue something they normally wouldn't think is possible. Mm -hmm. What's the message you give for women who maybe aren't as confident in themselves? Or Whether in you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Mm -hmm. How did you have that belief? Well, Henry in Ford said that. It's in your book too. Yeah, I saw that. it's my favorite quote because it's yeah. true. That's yeah. the power of the mind. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So if you tell me I can't do that, well, then you, you won't. I promise you won't. <laughs> yeah. No, you change your words, and I promise you will. How'd you condition yourself to believe that and believe in yourself? Well, I think that there's a certain level of athlete, uh, you know, having to, knowing, knowing that you have to have confidence, knowing you mm -hmm. have to believe that you can do it, knowing how powerful that is, um, just because you're going and, like, it's not always head-to-head, -head, but you're in these duos, these, like, very intense situations where you have to, like, you know that if, you don't, if you're not confident, you'll be taken advantage of. So just in training yourself in that way because you know how important it is. Mm -hmm. um, and then outside of that, yeah, I probably started to, back in the IndyCar days where, I don't know, just I was miserable a lot of the time. And so I would, instead of, you know, being in this crappy cycle of, like, I don't want to do this. These interviews suck. Or like, I'm so tired. I'm just like, car sucks. I'm like, this is, what about, why do you do that? And, you know, then you got to shift it. And um, so um, uh, me and me and another girl who, who's still with me, we, we would, you know, meet in the morning to head to practice or my interviews or whatever I had to do. And it was, uh, we called it like our kittens and rainbows moment where we go up and be like, good morning. It's going to be a fantastic day. I have lovely interviews. And Oh, just kittens and rainbows. And you'd fake that you were happy, like in an obnoxious way, until you actually did believe it. It really doesn't take very long. You can, I mean, like, I can smile doing it, and, and mm. like it takes seconds or minutes to get into that mind frame where you're like, oh, yeah, it's all good. Mm. And, but, you know, you do that all the time, and then you are all good all the time. Mm. And so, you know, I'd say that shift of mindset came probably. Um, Ten years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you? Not say? very good at it every day, but <laughs> I try. Sure. And who do you think inspired you the most growing up to believe in yourself? My dad. Yeah. My dad is incredibly negative at times, but he is also very positive too. 
maybe you would describe himself as realistic, but positive. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> lace those together. Um, but he, yeah, he, he, you know, he always would tell me that, you know you can do it. Anytime you get in a car, you show people you can do it. And, and that's true. I mean, anytime I would get into a new car, have to prove myself, I would. And it was a good reminder of like, all right, yeah, you're right, Dad. Because mm. it's easy to doubt yourself. Of course. What do you think the greatest uh, lesson is that he taught you? Was it that or something else? He always told me to have fun. Yeah. I don't think I always have had fun, but mm. it's a good reminder that that was supposed to be the point. And um, so, yeah, it's a simple mindset, And um, but he always told me from a young age, and so. And what about mom? Greatest lesson she taught? Always be a lady. I feel it that <laughs> I'm like, mom, how can I do that? I can't do that every day, all day. Um, no, my mom is um, really even keel, and she um, she called herself the referee growing up because my dad would get so f- mad, and we'd be yelling and arguing and swearing at each other when I was like yeah. 13 years old, and my mom just was on the hot seat to try and figure it out, and so my mom's just my mom's always been sort of easy to talk to, yeah. um, nice. or someone to go to. Sure. Um, my dad's always been just kind of realistic and real, and we'll give you a straight. An- we'll give you whatever his straight answer is. He's not right. going to fluff and buff stuff, and I'm very much get to the point kind the of person. Same thing. You're pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, as things are transitioning for you, mm-hmm. it's been 20 years you've been in this career, living this lifestyle, right? This will be my 27th year. 27th year. Yeah, the start of my 27th season. Season. How many yeah, years, season. though? Yeah, uh, every year is a season. 20, 27, gotcha. 26 full years. 26 full years. Crazy. Yeah. It's a long time. It is a long time. Now, if you could go back 26 years then and talk to yourself, mm-hmm. your, yourself mm-hmm. just getting started in the first mm-hmm. go-kart race mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. getting serious about this, mm-hmm. knowing everything you know, what would you say to yourself? Mm-hmm. Don't save fuel at the 2005 Daytona fi- or Indy 500. <laughs> go for it. No. I wouldn't change anything because honestly, if I would have won that year, I, I mean, everything would have changed and mm-hmm. everything. It's the butterfly butterfly effect. I believe in it. So I, I love, I'm so happy where I am yeah. today and everything. I don't believe that everything happens for a reason as in like, you know, you just sit back and things just happen. You do have to have some intention. I think the intention, um, I've always had good intention though. I've always known what I've wanted and so yeah. Um, perhaps things would have gotten off track if they would have happened otherwise. So I yeah. wouldn't change anything. So would you give advice in terms of like what to think about or how to act or anything else like that or to no, let go of things? It's really or? all part of being here today. Life mm. is a learning experience. You know, like there's a great song, and in the song that says like we're all students and we'll all graduate. Like it's fine. Yeah. It's your path. It's your journey. Um, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, I would just say the only thing I could ever say would just be to remind remind me from a young age to stay true to myself, to believe in myself, to be confident in myself, to to say nice things to myself, right? Because I think that we all can be quite self-critical. Mm-hmm. Um, so were you not always nice to yourself? Sure. I mean, like I feel like I'm do typical girl stuff, but probably typical human stuff. Mm-hmm. Where you down yourself for something that you do or say or how you look. Um, and I think that everyone falls victim to that a little bit here and mm-hmm. there. So, yeah. you know, positive self-talk. Sure. But again, everything would have changed the rest. So right. I wouldn't change it. Yeah. Mm. As the year of open then, mm. what was your intention mm. for wanting to be open? Is there something you want to mm. 
Well, so many things have changed. So it's about being open to flowing with what's coming and how it goes and what comes and what goes. Um, so I'm sure there'll be some ebbs and flows as things evolve. And I dream into every business being a massive success. And like I told my agents, I'm like, guys, I can't be a billionaire as a race car driver, but I can with all these other businesses. Right. So, you know, as they're worrying about what happens next, I'm like, only better things. Sure. Um, so, or at least I have to, I have to, um, imagine that so that yeah. I can create that reality for myself because I want to. Of course. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about them all. So it's the end of the year then. Imagine it's the end of the year. Mm -hmm. What are three or four things that if you could manifest anything to happen, mm -hmm. what would those be exactly? New Year's Eve, you're celebrating 2018 <laughs> and you're reflecting back and you're saying, you're saying, I did these two, three, four things like anything you could create or want. Anything, if I had like two or three things. Yeah, call it three things. Whether it be personal stuff, business stuff, fitness, whatever, anything. Anything you could manifest, what would you like to create? Since um, the space is open to create. Yeah, that. okay. Um, I would, I would first off want to be in a place where I was so content and happy and confident and comfortable as a person, like so, so whole. Mm. Um, you can only do that yourself, but you know, um, yeah. it's a good space to be in. Um, I would wanna, if I had to pick, it's so mean, but I'm gonna pick. Well, I mean, Go if ahead. I can have three, I would have wanna win the four. Daytona 500 and the Indy 500, but if I had to pick yeah. one, I'd pick Indy, I would. You could take either one. I can both. Andy, but I can pick them both. Yeah. So I was trying to like dabble in categories. Yeah, that's fine. That, that's both it. Us. And then give me two more if you have one. Oh, two more. Yeah. Well, I would want a New York Times bestseller and I would want my wine to sell out. Yeah, it's, How many it's cases? really good. So um, it's super small production, so it'll only get to about 1,000. 1,000 cases? Cases. Or? Gotcha. So it's How about many? 250 cases. It's 12, ca 12, bo 12 bottles per case. So, um, so there's about 250 cases from 2014 to 2015's bigger, and 2016 mm. is two. Uh, and then 17 was small, um, but we're going to make rosé, and we're wow. making a Sauvignon Blanc as well. So it's Where, a Cabernet. It's a Napa link? Valley. Where's the link to get it? Somnium Wine. Somnium wine? Somnium. Like insomnia. Okay. Somnium means dream in Latin. Ooh. So I, like I went that. to I went to Napa Valley in 2006 and was doing wine tasting, sitting over this beautiful valley, fog pulling back down into San Francisco, sipping my Sauvignon Blanc, going, I would love to have something like this someday. And then I did. Amen. Yeah. I like it. I know. Well, I will get a case and I will donate some to some friends. I'll Aww. give them as gifts since I won't drink it myself, as, but well, I will support maybe the cause. You will. I mean, I mean, one little sip. Okay. I, don't know That's really, I mean, hey, yeah. if you've only ever had one other I sip, have. I'm going to call I, that a pretty big victory. Do. Here's what I'll do. If I'm with you with okay. your wine, I will have a sip with you. <laughs> okay. Sounds so good. So if you're in LA or from Phoenix, okay. we'll, that make, sounds it, we'll good. make it happen. Sounds good. I like that. So we got selling out of the wine. So Wait, I want to hear you. If you had three wishes at the end of 2018, what would you how how would you what would you want them to how which ones would you want to come true? This is it's kind of vague, but being the best health and shape of my, mm -hmm. my life, mm -hmm. which is gonna be challenging because i you know, as a professional athlete, I trained a lot. Mm -hmm. I think it's being super smart with what I'm eating. Nutrition, Nutrition is always, the key. Always. Right? Just in two weeks, I already feel so much leaner from mm -hmm. just being so mindful and intentional yeah. of every meal. Mm -hmm. But I also love like pizza and ice cream and gelato and like, oh my goodness, I could just go on forever. 
But when I set my mind to it, I'm so disciplined mm -hmm. like that I don't miss those things. It's when I'm like loosey-goosey. Well, food is medicine, and, and, and it also is how you feel. So if you stop connecting food with a reward or punishment or right. like a, oh, a luxury, mm -hmm. like you can still eat sweets, but like you can do it in a different way, and your palate will change that's to the point where you appreciate something that's less sweet or a smaller portion or something that's not your typical fluffy big cake, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can get used to those things, but you do have to get used to them to some degree. Um, but that's what I, like that's my hopeful takeaway from the book for, for people when they do it. You're gonna lose weight, you're gonna feel better, it's just gonna happen. But what I want them to do is start to view food as medicine and fitness as fun. Like they can be those things. And if you do those things with the mindset of just wanting to be the best version of you and doing them because you feel good and it gives you confidence, then you're gonna keep doing them because you don't wanna not feel like that. But if all your, your only goal is to lose weight, then what are you gonna do when you're done? Right. So, exactly. you know. Whole30 is about, you know, a whole new shifting mindset. It's about starting to view food in a different way. That's why you don't recreate treats, right? That's why you don't, that's why you can't have pancakes. I mean, in my book I do, Ooh, but, you know, they're, they're like eggs, pumpkin, <laughs> raw pumpkin, and, you yeah. know, things like that. But, you know, it does have some of those things, but it but it's sort of keeps your mind attached to pancakes or waffles. Sure, I or, know. Right? Waffles um, are amazing. So you, but you can have them in a healthy way. <laughs> so they are really good. I you know, like waffles too, yeah. I love them. Waffles. So I make good. waffles all the time. Oh my gosh. I have a simple waffle recipe in here. Oh, and so when you're done with Whole30, you can kind of... I'll get it. But it's about the mindset, right? It so it's just mindset. stopping to go like, oh God, I just want cake right now. Or like, I want pizza. Right. Well, it's like thing. that. You're going to feel like crap. And then yeah. then that's horrible. Like there's nothing worse than feeling like Thanksgiving dinner when you eat. Oh. The only problem with starting to eat this way, which I'm sure you've done many times. I mean, if you're doing Whole30, I'm sure it's not your first time dabbling mm -hmm. in the paleo I've world or whatever. Times, yeah. uh, you do feel bad when you eat off of it. You feel, feel really, really bad. bad. You feel really bad. And then you need more of the bad foods to feel a little bit better for a little Do bit. Do you? No. I'm like for grabbing me? like, you know, lemon water and turmeric and like all the stuff. I'm like, I need like, I don't know what kind of, do I need probiotics? Do I not need probiotics? Like, mm. I'm like, yeah. Like I'll have one cupcake and a piece and a piece of pizza and then I'll have a box <laughs> of cupcakes and the whole pizza because I'm just like, well, <laughs> I need to feel a little bit better about how guilty I feel. Stop it. How horrible. That's why I'm like an all in type of person. It's like, I can't have any. You have somewhat of an addictive personality. I just feel like I need to have complete structure in my life in order to be in like disciplined structure and then I can be flexible in my creativity, if that makes sense. I think you're attached to the outcome more than you are the process. Mm, maybe, but I, I love the process that I'm in now because I've trained my mind to not desire other things. Mm -hmm, yeah. And it, so I'm like, man, I feel better. so much better. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like aching. I'm not God, sore. How do you live in LA, dude? I lived in North Carolina. Do you know how hard there's that was? I had there. to grow my own garden. There's not. There's like Bojangles. I mean, or you have every or. option under the sun no, in LA. Trust me. But there's also like unhealthy sweet options that are also like. They and make restaurants it are in the business of making things oh taste so good. So it's even if amazing. you go to a restaurant that has healthy food, they it's still tons it's of still sugar. not home cooked. No. Which I'm always going to make it more healthy at home and still taste as good. Yeah, exactly. I've got so many more things I want to ask you about. <laughs> this has been fascinating, but I want to try to wrap it up here soon. Well, we can just I, do it again. We can do it again. Time. Because yeah. I feel like I've just started scratching the surface with you. Oh. And I think there's so much more underneath yeah. that I want to unpack. Maybe and we, Dan was well, right about you. He oh. was like, 
I wasn't sure what to expect, but I'm, <laughs> I'm fascinated by this conversation, Good. so I want to do more of this. Well, maybe we'll just, sometime we'll all get together and we'll do have a, some wine. Do a workout and, 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 wine. and then work out and wine, and, uh, you know, That's we'll it. come up with all new directions and concepts for podcasts, and we'll Books, just do a series. Everything. That's it. I'm in. Okay. But I do have a few questions still. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> a few questions I want to wrap it up with. Okay. What's the question that you wish more people would ask you, but they never ask? Yeah, I think that being in the position, I mean, I have a lot of good friends and good family, and, you know, I mean, I'm very blessed, but I think that, I think that the, the, your pure state is sometimes ignored. Um, like, people are like, hey, how you doing? You okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm fine. How are you supposed to answer that? So I think that the deep connection that someone wants to have, like, are you okay? Like, how are you? Like, tell me about it. How do you feel? And, like, talk through something. Mm -hmm. Like, the, a deeper understanding for how somebody's really doing. I think that people miss that. I yeah. think that not a lot of people do it, and they just are more worried about themselves, and they don't connect with people or want to or care because they're preoccupied. And do you feel like people don't it. ask you about those things? or they're never I think most people in general skim over that you know like I mean and I don't even think it's necessarily like a question we should answer here but it's like from your true friends and family you know those are your that's your that's your therapy mm -hmm. it can be yeah okay this is a question I ask at the end it's called the three oh. truths oh oh well since my word of the year was truth I'm fresh exactly you should be right on this all right imagine this being the final day for you many years from now okay you're a hundred and something oh you, wow thank god i'm you last as long as you want to live okay okay maybe there's Good some question. new question how medicine. long do i want to live exactly <laughs> whenever you want it to be the last day it's the last day okay you've achieved everything okay everything you've set your mind okay. to has happened mm -hmm. businesses billions of dollars mm -hmm. products whatever it is mm -hmm. cooking show mm -hmm. all that stuff um, but for whatever reason, the, all the information you put out there is erased. So the books you put out there, maybe video, cooking shows, worst. videos are gone, recipes, yeah. everything's gone. All the videos of you racing, mm. gone. No one has access to you, mm. right? It's a hypothetical. Yeah, getting into the mindset. But then there's a piece of paper and a pen, mm -hmm. and you got to write down three things you know to be true about all of your experiences mm. in life. The three biggest mm. lessons or truths mm that this is the only thing that people would have rem to be rem remembered by you. Mm -hmm. What would you write down as your three truths? Mm -hmm. Well, the first one would be to, about me, they'd be about me. Like kind of like the lessons about you would, me. yeah, truths that you believe in. Or lessons I'd want to put out, to like, share out, yeah, the world, share yeah. out there. Here's like, what I believe. Here's what I hope that, here's what I want you to take away yeah. Yeah. to lead your life. Yes. One would be to have an attitude of gratitude. I think that's just like a cool, catchy, great, easy way to be like, attitude, like, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, to be grateful. Because through that comes positivity. You're nicer to people. You're nicer to yourself. So having an attitude mm -hmm. of gratitude, I think, is a very important one. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that, um, you know, find yourself, regardless of what anyone thinks you should be. Take a walk in the woods until you find yourself. Mm. There you go. Take a walk in the woods until you find yourself. And yeah, I think that you just love hard no matter what anyone, love anything or anybody hard no matter what, no matter how they treat you. You can never be, I don't think you can ever feel bad about loving something too much or someone too much. It doesn't mean they don't disappoint you, but it was what you had, you know? Mm -hmm. You give her your all.
all in, yeah, right? Go all in and you have no regrets. That's it. You know, you've done everything you can. So whether it's your job or whether it's someone or whether it's everything, and that tends to be more me, everything, you know, you got to walk away without any regrets. So you're like, man, I half-assed that. Shoot, should have yeah. tried harder. Yeah. I don't, I don't live like that. Yeah, those are good truths. Okay. <laughs> I like those. Those are good. All right, good. I want to acknowledge you for a moment, Danica, for mm. your realness. I think you are who you are, <laughs> and you're unapologetically you, yeah, and you represent uh, a sense of truth. Mm. Thanks. To, because you're constantly putting yourself out there on a big stage. Yeah with a lot of criticism or potential criticism, and yet you're doing it with grace and with a level of confidence and poise that I don't think many people could do, especially a five foot nothing, you know, female. In a, in the a, little dogs bark louder, they so They do you know. bark very loud. <laughs> but you've overcome so much over the last 26 years yeah. that I think would be very hard for a lot of people to overcome. Mm -hmm year after year after year and still take care of your health and still be there for your friends and family and still be kind to people in the media or to other people, you've constantly shown up. And that's sweet, I heard from a friend of mine that. just the other day, she was texting me about something and she was like, you're just a very loyal person. Mm -hmm. Like she's someone that I touch base with very randomly, but I've known her since high school and it was like really nice to hear that yeah. because I think that, especially in the world of fame and you know whatever you want money and all these different things like it it's possible to get off track which I don't understand but it is and I'm so grateful when I do get that reassurance every now and again from someone that sort of reminds yeah. me like you know you're you're the same girl in high school right, I'm like right. but better you know, <laughs> like am I grown a little because I'm like I also love when I look on Instagram and it's like the whole like someone says you've changed and the reply is thanks for noticing because like I hope so right but in a better way. Grown. Yeah, grown, grown. Grown. Changed, grown. Yeah. Grown. But in a, Improved. Expanded. Well, congrats on everything. Thank you. Your, your Thank book, you. Uh, pretty intense. Make sure you guys check this out. I went through page by page, actually, <laughs> before you came here. I went through everything. Yeah. Didn't read 100% yeah. of it, but I went through every page, and it's very powerful. So make sure you guys get this book. Pretty intense. I can't wait to get um, your book. I remember, I again, I not that long ago, I remember seeing that and I'm like, that is such a great message mm -hmm. right now. I feel like the femininity in everyone, even women, right, like right. I find myself trying to get more into that too because I'm so dominant and I've had mm -hmm. such that role in life that, you know, even for, because we all have masculine and feminine in us, so it's even women get more into the masculine and need to get more into their feminine. And so it's a great message for now because we've been in such a doing phase of culture of doing and, you know, Know, it's time to feel and I think when we start feeling then we'll start to have more compassion and come yeah. together a little bit more yeah, so I feel, think it's a great yeah. great great timing on thank that thank you thank yeah. you yeah I think less doing more being yeah mm -hmm. yeah human, human beings um, so make sure you guys go get the book you can get it out it's out right now pretty mm -hmm. intense uh, online your website social media at Danica Patrick everywhere right yeah, yeah Danica Patrick all the yeah all the places yeah. all that stuff right yeah um, final question mm -hmm. for you then okay. is what's your definition of greatness um, contentment right like I mean it's just having no regrets Everybody's greatness is different. That's why the record books, books change all the time. Um, so uh, it's about being content with your career because then you know you did everything you could and that is your that is your great. And everyone's is different. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. All right, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Love it. Thank you. See you next time. <laughs> yes. We'll figure out our next podcast. Soon. Absolutely. <laughs>
there you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I enjoyed the experience. Danica really opened up and shared a lot of wisdom for me, and I felt it I felt it was profound in so many ways. So I'm very grateful for her coming and, and sharing. Make sure to check out her new book, Pretty Intense. Really insightful, actually. I went through the entire thing. You guys know me. It's hard for me to finish a book. Went through the entire thing, looked at all the exercises. Some really great stuff in there. So make sure to check it out. Pick up a copy. But take a screenshot of this and tag me on Instagram, at Lewis Howes, on your Instagram story. Tag Danica Patrick as well. And let us know what you thought of this. We'd love to hear from you over on Twitter, Instagram, all the places. Uh, and, And share this with your friends. If you know someone who might be inspired by this, someone who could be uplifted by this message, then make sure to share it with your friends. Again, lewishouse.com slash 592 is the link. The full video interview is there. All the other show notes and links we talked about in this episode are at that link as well at lewishouse.com slash 592. If you haven't left us a review over on iTunes yet, please subscribe and review. That'll help us spread the message even more to more people in the world. And we're constantly trying to reach a greater audience to help people unlock their true potential and live their fullest lives. So that would mean the world to us if you want to give back in any way. We have got some amazing guests coming up, some big interviews, and also the five-year anniversary of the School of Greatness is coming up very soon. Make sure to stay tuned to that. We've got a special episode just for you, for everyone who's been around in the podcast for a while. You're going to love this one. It's coming up very soon. But as Bruce Lee once said, the successful warrior is the average man with laser-like focus. You have the ability to be successful. You have the ability and opportunity to create the results you want in your life, in any area of your life, if you are willing to have laser-like focus. Always remember how powerful and inspiring and incredible that you are as a human being. You're here for a reason. It's your job to make meaning of that reason. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.